Mel Hopkins CMA Pondcast, a podcast giving you an insight to what happens behind the acronym GHCMA. Hi, I'm Liz Meacham. In this series, we're going to take a look at what a catchment management authority does and give you an insight to how we're protecting and enhancing the land, the waterways and the biodiversity of the Glenelg Hopkins region of southwest Victoria. In today's podcast, we meet Gavin in the windy wilds of the far south coast of Victoria. Gavin is the person responsible for coordinating a whole lot of people and projects to look after the internationally recognised wetlands and coastal landscape around Discovery Bay. As he explains, not only are the wetlands significant, but so is the way in which the Glenelg River meets the sea. And the sand dunes, which are just as much fun to play in for humans as the birds who come all the way from Siberia to spend their summer holidays on them. So, Gab, welcome to the podcast. We're right down the bottom of Australia at the minute. Can you just explain where we are? Look, we're on mainland Australia, halfway between the uh, thriving metropolis of Melbourne and the uh, beautiful city of Adelaide, uh, and we're at Discovery Bay Coastal Park. Um, we're overlooking the park here at, uh, at Bridgewater Lakes, um, which is um, a beautiful part of the coastal park, and we're right on the coast. Um, if we go much further, we'll get wet feet in that beautiful swell of surf. Um, and then we've got a, a big swim to get across to Tasmania. So. <laughs> we do. So we are standing here, the, the ocean is about 250 yards away. We've got some wetlands in front of us. We've got some hills with rocks on us, on it, beside us. It's also very, very windy <laughs> here. We are here to talk about wetlands and why it's so important here. But we might have to find somewhere that's a little bit less windy. Look, wind, wind or no wind, these wetlands are here year in, year out. Um, they're a magic, magic spot. Um, internationally recognised these wetlands at the Ramsar site here at Glenelg Estuary and Discovery Bay. They are what's called a June slack wetland. So they are groundwater fed wetland. They take a lot of rainfall, but mostly driven by groundwater coming up from underneath the uh, system. And they're sitting in the, that area that's behind the dunes, okay? Not the bit you see from the from standing on the beach, the bit you see if you cross the dune and get over. And here at Discovery Bay, there's some massive sand dunes. Right, so we might go for a little wander on those and see what we can find. Sounds great, Liz, looking forward to it. Oh, did you bring your sandboard? Oh. <laughs> Alright, eh? here we are. I don't think we're going to be going any further no, today. By no, the it this. doesn't. It's a bit wet. So maybe we'll just stop here and you can tell us a little bit about where we are today and why it's so important. Uh, it's really significant on an international sort of level, which is why 2015-16 uh, uh, it was listed. This whole area was listed as a Ramsar site, which is, means it's a wetland of international importance. Uh, now that that type of wetland we have here is called a, what's called a humid dune slack. And the humid dune slack system is pretty much a groundwater fed wetland most of the time. But then there's rainfall that comes in over the top. Um, and they're sitting on top of the, uh, the surface of the land here, 
closely associated with the, the sand dunes that we see, see behind us. Those sand dunes are constantly moving. As you know, all sand dunes do. The wind blows, the sand moves, and the sand dunes constantly moving. One day, probably many, many um, centuries from now, this wetland will fill in and we'll probably be here where we're standing. It'll just, the sand dune will have moved so far, the wetland will sit here. Uh, to the point where we may not have these wetlands. They don't last forever, but they do last for hundreds and hundreds of years. So let's, uh, sometimes thousands. Um, here, halfway between Melbourne and Adelaide at, at Swan Lake, where um, we're lucky enough to have these systems here. The other occurrences of these sort of wetlands in Australia, you, you might see the iconic photo of um, Lake Mackenzie on, on Fraser Island, which is another massive sand dune, has these wetlands perched in the middle. And there's some over around um, Western Australia side, the Belka, Belka wetland system over there. So not a lot of representation of them around our Australian coast. So it's pretty great that we have them here. Importantly though, these wetlands house um, some little microhabitats that some of our threatened species, particular orchids, um, and particular frogs, uh, like the growling grass frog, the orchids being the swamp, swamp green hood and the maroon leek orchid, love this sort of habitat where they get the real sandy environment, they get the nice warmth through summer, but they also get the wetting uh, that they need for their life cycle through winter. Um, here it's not too bad of a day, the wind's up. Um, if we're here on a weekend in, in summer, you might see uh, dune buggies you know, or sand borders scooting down some of these dunes. And that's, that's, that's normal for here. That's what this site is used for, um, given the expanse of the, of the sand dunes here. Uh, the Portland Dune Buggy Club operates out of here, has a campground that they, they can access. And in a licensed area, they're allowed to um, run events, run sand, sand buggy ride, ride driving events. You can also come here with your sandboard, get into the dunes and, and make your way down there. Kids have a great time here coming down the dunes. And, but just so you know, this, this area is being used and it's all part of, part of uh, this site. So it's not just wetlands and sand dunes. What else do we find in this area? Just over the dunes here, we've got the great um, migratory shorebird population, the sandling that come uh, from their breeding areas in Siberia in the Northern Hemisphere. And they make their way across the globe every year, twice every year. They go here and then they go back. When they're here, we call them at home, uh, and that's in our summertime. And they're here foraging on the beach, um, keeping warm, basically on summer holidays, and fattening themselves up, ready to go back for their breeding season in Siberia. So there's flocks of up to 2,000, sometimes more, that, um, that call this place home through our summer. And interestingly though, there's a population of sub-adults that don't make it back. They don't go back in winter. Um, they stay here and hang out at our place at Discovery Bay Coastal Park here through, the, through our winter. And Gav, there's a river name in the Glenelg Estuary Discovery Bay name. So can you tell us a little bit about the river? Uh, we've got the beautiful an iconic Glenelg River Estuary. And the Glenelg River Estuary is um, you know, 76 odd kilometres long running through limestone gorges between the town of Nelson on the South Australian Victorian border, going up to Dartmoor. That's um, also a groundwater fed system largely, um, with surface flows influencing it through higher rainfall event times. And that's actually quite important and interesting for its own reasons, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's what's known as a, um, a intermittently closed salt wedge estuary. So that means 
seawater flushes into the estuary sometimes and sits on the bottom of the estuary with fresh water sitting on top um, and that creates this wedge of salt and particular species of fish, uh, diadromous species um, and other species of fish that love those mixing of conditions of fresh and estuarine conditions come into the Glenelg estuary. And being 76 kilometres, there's lots of habitat for those species and it's, um, it's one of Victoria's premier fishing destinations. Um, and, uh, and it is also part of this Ramsar site. So as you can see, use goes on, um, the continued use of the area. Uh, being a Ramsar site means we can look after those iconic um, threatened species that are here and also, I guess, coordinate who's helping to work out how to manage this area and make sure these wetland systems and the species they're supporting are here forever, forever and a day. And your role at the CMA Gav, I'm sure, is not all about tromping around in sand dunes and getting stuck by wetlands that are flooded. So what do you do? My role uh, with with this site, I, I work for the Glenelg Hopkins CMA. My role is one of uh, Ramsar site coordinator for this particular site, the Glenelg Estuary and Discovery Bay Ramsar site. So that involves uh, coordination, as the title suggests, coordinating government agencies like Parks Victoria, DELP, Southern Rural Water, uh, the local council of Glenelg Shire, as well as ourselves, um, and also the, the local custodians for the land, the Gundijmering traditional owners. So then that's coordination. So that's to try and get all the agencies working together on ensuring that this site is not only protected, but the, the values that the site was listed for, those, those the particular wetland systems, the estuary, the, the threatened species that are found here, and some of the shorebirds and migratory birds that visit the area. Those, they're all the reasons the site was listed. Now it's to ensure that those populations are well, well maintained. And if we know of or perceive any threats to those, those populations, that we act and we do something about it. So it's getting coordination of those agencies to, um, to act on, on, uh, on the plants and the animals that are, that are protected in this site on their behalf. And uh, so that's, that's what the coordination committee does. Uh, to do that, we monitor those populations of those species every year um, on a priority basis based on available funding. And we also, um, in a couple of areas, we try and demonstrate that the actions we're taking, whether it be weed control or pest, pest animal work or um, uh, working on groundwater allocations and uses and how that might influence water levels of these sites. We, um, we monitor the, the effects of those decisions and those actions we take on protecting the species and we, we monitor the effect on the population. So that's, um, so that's the, the main crux of it. And then with, um, with available funding, we also do works in terms of acti actions on the ground. So sometimes that means construction of infrastructure um, like raising levels of roads or replacing um, culverts or replacing uh, some infrastructure that's used by the public to access the estuary or access the wetlands. And that gets inundated too frequently, causes an inconvenience um, and a nuisance to using the area. So we'll, we'll um, find funds to, to, to redesign those infrastructures so it can move with the fluctuating water levels. Classic example is a floating pontoon for launching boats into the Glenelg Estuary. 
last year at Simpsons Landing, we, we commissioned and in, installed and replaced the timber, a fixed timber jetty that was getting flooded and was quite slippery, to be honest, from a, a occupational health and safety point of view. And we replaced it with a, a floating aluminium jetty that, um, that comes up and down with the rising and falling of water levels. It allows, it allows all the users to access that beautiful Glenelg estuary at, at any, time of the, any time of the year. So um, that's the sort of thing we can do with um, this site being listed as a Ramsar site. The more bread and butter work is around pest, plant and animal work. So where we go in and treat things like the coast, the coast wattle we talked saw earlier. Uh, there's, a, there's a particular weed on the beach that's causing a nuisance for hooded plover nesting habitats. It's called Cape Beach Daisy. And it has got a, um, it's got a persistence and a, uh, a spread that is, that is affecting um, we believe is affecting hooded, hooded plover nesting habitats. So we're out there trying to treat that, treat that weed to make sure the habitat is maintained for, for beach nesting birds. Gavin's role certainly covers a broad range of people, places, activities, plants and animals. And the best part about the Glenelg Estuary Discovery Bay Ramsar area is both its accessibility and its recreational values to the public. It's very much a place right here in Victoria where you can get in and around and on top of some pretty spectacular natural phenomenons. Now, if you would like to learn more about the CMA, see what projects we have on the go and what funding might be around and how you can get involved, there's a few ways that you can follow us. You can check out our website at ghcma.vic.gov.au or you can follow us on social media. We are Glenelg Hopkins CMA on Facebook and GHCMA on Instagram and Twitter. My thanks for Gavin's time today, tromping around in the sand dunes. The projects around the Glenelg Estuary Discovery Bay Ramsar site are supported by the Glenelg Hopkins CMA with funding through the Australian Government's National Land Care Program and the Victorian State Government. Don't take a photo of that plant. That's a weed, yeah. <laughs>